This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from down under. Hey guys, welcome to Puck Yeah, it's episode 66, it's the Magic Super Mario Lemieux episode. We finally made it, Joe, 66 episodes, man, we took a while to get there. Uh, the, the wait was worth it though, Logan, the wait was worth it, and God, I love that intro. It just uh, makes me feel so happy inside, hearing the, the dulcet tones of Chris Key, and that, that kind of Black Keys guitar riff, means we're in for a good time. It does. It, it gets me hyped up every time. I hope it does for you guys as well. Listening at home, in your car, wherever you are, on the train, on the way to work. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You know, we've been working really hard lately lately to grow the show, grow our socials and everything. We've seen a huge boost in our Facebook, which has been amazing. So if this is your first time uh, listening or watching us, welcome into the show. What we're all about is obviously New Zealand ice hockey bringing it to the world, giving you the best news uh, and interviews and stories from the world down under. And man, it's, uh, I always say it's a little bit like 31 Thoughts, but we more have like four or five because we can't, there's just no way we could match those guys. But uh, Joe, what do we have on this week's podcast? Uh, this week on the show, the new Mighty Ducks trailer is a game changer. Bit of a dad joke. Uh, a mulleted member of New Zealand's ice hockey community has gone viral thanks to the boomers here. And plus, we've got a special interview with the la- uh, with the great Liam Stewart coming up later in the show. We do. Uh, that's a fun interview, so stick around for that. We get into, obviously, his time down in New Zealand and a little bit more what he's been doing uh, during lockdown in the UK. Before we get into the show, I just want to address a little bit of feedback that we've received lately. We, we love getting feedback from you guys, so hit us up on our Facebook and Instagram, at PuckYearNZ, or send us an email as well, you know, if you want to go... Email almost seems a little old school. People just slide into the DMs these days. But uh, uh, you can hit us up on our emails at, at puckyearpodcast uh, at gmail.com. I mean, you know, I totally screwed that up, but you know what the address is. Uh, but one thing, we uh, this goes back to our first episode of the year. Uh, we were a little bit rusty coming back after, uh, what, like a nine-month hiatus. It felt uh, like 19 not- years, basically. Yeah, if not more. Uh, We forgot to mention, well, I forgot to mention that the New Zealand uh, under-18 women's team actually did get to play last year. They went to Mexico. And of course, it was at that weird rink that the Ice Blacks played in in 2019, where it's in a shopping mall and you're surrounded by like Dairy Queen and... uh, (laughs) Uh, it's not Burger King, but there's there's like other things. There's like a pizza pizza restaurant and stuff. It's it's the weirdest setup I've ever seen for a rink. Um, but huge moment for them. Uh, they've stepped out of the uh, the Challenge Cup of Asia and now we're just into like an actual double IHF tournament. So that was that was awesome for them. And of course, we had a second NZWIHL season for 2020, which saw the introduction of the Wakatipu Wild, which is awesome. There's a few friends of the show that are on their team, so we're looking forward to seeing more of them. Uh, totally un intentional that we that I, I skipped over them sometimes we have things in our notes and i i don't know i, I breeze over things that's totally my fault uh so promise to be better and you know we definitely do pride ourselves here at puck Year on our women's hockey coverage um and we've definitely got a few things in the pipeline as well we can't really confirm that just yet but we are looking forward to another season uh beginning into hockey seasons joe we've already got some nzhl news so early in the year how awesome is this I know Tristan Darling. Yeah, it's a good signing for the Thunder to get uh, Tristan back. Um, he's a big unit. Um, and 
he is a massive ad for the Thunder, I think. And on a team, I know there there are kind of little a little semi favorite team, I guess. A little a little baby brother team, I guess. Behind yeah. the Admirals. Um, you know, everyone up here will probably hate us saying that. Probably the best unis in the league, I'd have to say. Um, yeah. And a, and a great rink and great people in Dunedin. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time since I've been able to go down to Dunedin for a Thunder game, but I would hope to at some point again in, in the near future. Yeah, definitely huge, huge fans of uh, Dunedin Thunder, both the organization, the team, the jerseys, everything. Um, there's a lot of great people down there, as you said. Paris Tristan. Hyde. Yeah, I mean, Paris Hyde is just a freaking beauty. Uh, and there's, there's heaps of others. And, of course, friend of the show, Henry Tikkanen, uh, once played for the Thunder and would love to come back uh, if he ever gets to come back to New Zealand based on the current uh, situation with COVID and everything in the world. Uh, but, of course, Tristan, he played uh, a season with the Melbourne Mustangs in 2019. He would have played with them in 2020 as well, I believe, if they had a season, but uh, the Australian League didn't have one. He did pretty well. Uh, I got to see Tristan play a little bit when they were in uh, Sydney to play the Bears and the Ice Dogs. Uh, it was awesome being able to see guys like Tristan uh, and Jackson Lane line up ag- up against uh, Jake Ratcliffe who, when he was playing with the Bears. So um, that was awesome to see. You know, he played 15 games with the Mustangs, Tristan. Uh, he scored one goal, three assists, and of course, 18 penalty minutes. As you said, he's a big unit and he's someone you don't want to mess with. He brings a lot uh, to the ice. Um, when you when I uh, you sent through the link to the, these notes because you run one of the most comprehensive uh, set of notes for a podcast ever, um, it said uh, Thunder sign Tristan Darling and I was like, the goalie, the NHL goalie. Oh, Scott Darling. I was like, what? <laughs> That's how rusty and how long it's, it seems like we've done a podcast. I was like, Tr- the goalie from the NHL, but no, Tristan Darling is a he's a great New Zealander. He is a great New Zealander. If, if uh, Scott Darling never was to come play in the NZHL, I'm pretty sure he'd be playing for the Sky City Stampede. He's, uh, <laughs> a bi- he's a big supporter of those guys down there. I do have a little story before we get into the next topic, a little story about Tristan, actually. The very first NZHL game I ever filmed was back in 2015. Uh, it was the West Auckland Admirals, Dunedin Thunder, down there at the uh, Dunedin Ice Stadium. And Tristan got into a fight with Fraser Ellis. Wow. It was, I mean, I don't know how much of a fight would call it. Maybe a little bit of a, like a tickle. 2015. So how, how old would have Fraser been? Like 12? <laughs> they looked young. Both of them looked pretty young. Uh, we might we might be putting up the footage. I, I've dug into the archives. I've found uh, the fight. Excellent. Um, yeah, so look out for that on our Instagram and our Facebook as well because that's a beauty. But speaking of another beauty in the NZIHL or around the NZIHL, uh, a friend of the show, part of the Pakia family, has gone viral. Yeah, it was funny. Like last week, we were sitting in the office and, um, and Scotty J. Stevenson uh, was sitting beside me on Lazy Boy. And we were having a beer and he was like, God, this... This mulleted moustache Colin de Gronholm lookalike scientist that TV <laughs> One have got on is is amazing. I was like, what are you what are you talking about? And then he showed me the picture, and it was it was Joel. I was like, what the hell? And then he just blew up. There was so much love on the tweets and uh, and on the <laughs> on the social uh, media for for Joel. And we kind of had to chime in. We're like, well, you know, we're we're old school Joel. 
We've, we've, we've yeah. had Joel. We've had this this beauty of a mustache eating poutine in Queenstown from long ago before the spin-off tried to jump in and steal all the cred for it. Um, but he was, <laughs> he's been everywhere. It's been amazing. Uh, for those of you that are listening that don't know who we're talking about, it is Joel Rendelap, who He was an uh, import goalie for the Botany Swarm in the NZHL a couple of years ago. He stuck around. He's got a real job now as a scientist. He is an incredibly intelligent man, a very entertaining man at that uh, before all of that, before he blew up and, you know, he was pissing off boomers by using terms like face hole. Uh, <laughs> we, we've seen him on John One Ben teaching Chris Parker how to play uh, hockey. And of course, he's he's been on ra- Radio Hot Hockey as well. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's a great man. And I think they even had him on Crowd Goes Wild. You had him on Crowd when you're interviewing him about the, the BHL. He's a huge part of that community. Um, I know he's one of Cam's go-to people when it comes to getting out there and promoting the sport. Um, there's a, a great web series that Andy Hay actually reminded me and Justin about the other day, the uh, In the Crease with Dr. J, yes. yep. um, where some of the questions from that were not released. A little inappropriate, yeah. <laughs> were not released due to their um, their content. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I know that, um, yeah, it, Everything that Joel does is amazing. He's way smarter than you or I or probably a lot of people in, in New Zealand and Australia combined. So it's great <laughs> to see him getting um, the credit that he deserves when it comes to um, not just playing hockey but saving the world, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he does amazing things. He Joel is someone who's is like pretty much at the top of our uh, guest wish list for the podcast, but... Uh, he's the kind of guy we want to have on when all three of us can be in the same room. So we'll definitely work on that at some point. Uh, you mentioned, of course, In the Crease. So that's an interview series that we uh, used to have on Pakir. Maybe it could come back. We also did that one-off with of Pakir Eats, as you mentioned. We went, went around uh, Queenstown, tried a few uh, places, get some get some grub, you know, got some pies, got a... Uh, what else did we get? We got donuts. I don't think that was on camera, but we got donuts. And there was uh, poutine, of course. Fair and then a beautiful... Ferg Burger, beautiful steak as well. Um, but what I want to know, Joe, if if we brought back Parkier Eats, because uh, it is, I look back and I watched it a few weeks ago uh, when Joel was blown up, as he always does. Um, he seems to blow up quite regularly <laughs> the way it is. It's it's almost like New Zealand just, we, we forget. And then he comes back up and you're like, oh, this guy, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then we talk about him again. So here we are again. But how could you ever forget that mustache? And How the could you forget that face and that voice, Doctor J? Uh, but what I want to know is, if we brought back Parkier Eats, what are some other food places around New Zealand you think we should take Joel to review? Uh, if I was going just on my personal uh, likes, it would be if we went to Christchurch, it would be Dimitri Suvalaki. Um, I knew that was coming up. Yeah, of course. Um, Dunedin, <laughs> a Bing. Have you had a Bing before? No, it's like a pan. What? It's like a pancake that's you fill. It's like a filled pancake with like bacon, um, cheese, a whole bunch of veggies, and you eat it like you're eating a taco. But it's a pancake. It's, I think it's only in Dunedin. I okay, mean, the, the Chinese influence in Dunedin. Um, oh, geez. I mean, you you can't really take him to. Federal Deli, can you, in, in Auckland, and put poutine in that for the area? Because he's, he's eating so much poutine. Uh, and, I mean, I'm just going to say this. The uh, the poutine at Fed 
Dally is probably one of the most overrated poutines I've ever ever had. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Sorry, Al. It's going to lose our <laughs> Al Brown um, sponsorship that I was lining up. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, not that great. Um, I knew Dimitri's was one that was going to come up. Another one that I love in Christchurch actually is burgers and beers. They, um, it's but it's more for the you get like chips and gravy and right. oh speaking of okay if we do Auckland we have to go to Big J's I don't know if you've ever had Big J's before no but but look them up it's out it's yeah. out south where um by Sky isn't it because Chris talks yeah, about so, it all the time oh of course so uh it, I used to go there probably once a month for uh, lunch when I was working at Crowd Goes Wild. It's a definite, definite favorite for those that work around that area. But uh, if if you don't know it, look up Big J's Takeaways uh, on Facebook. I know some listeners of the show already know what I'm talking about. They do these like these massive, massive burgers. Incredible! Like it's just incredible, and they're not even that expensive. And they also do chips and gravy. Uh, you might notice a theme here, chips and gravy. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should call the podcast, chips and gravy it's with not, Liam Stewart. It's not a bad episode uh, name, actually. Yeah, but uh, the gravy that comes with those with those chips is just beautiful. And if they ever do a poutine, I can imagine it doing really, really well. But of course, Joel, being a man from Minnesota, Minnesota uh, also has gifted us with many, many awesome things, including the Mighty Ducks. Mm. And we got a new trailer for Game Changers, which uh, comes out on Disney Plus starting from March 26th. And I don't know about you, man, but when that dropped, I, I watched it. As soon as I saw it pop up in my work emails, mm. I watched it and I just I had goosebumps everywhere. What was your reaction like? It looks pretty mean. Um I mean, it's crazy to be a almost forty year old man getting excited about a, a kid's television show, but it's just <laughs> you know, that's that's my life. That was me growing up, watching that movie about a hundred thousand times. Um I do like the premise of the whole or it's the Mighty Ducks are almost the bad guys now. Um mm. and anything with Dylan Playfair in it is um is gonna be a winner. And then you get oh, to yeah. see the uh the return of Gordon, the return of Gordon Bombay. Some good jokes in it, some nice comedy, um, but it's going to be one of those ones that really just tug on the heartstrings and, oh, yeah, fly ducks fly. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what got me as well. It just kind of, it had that real Disney quality to it and it just, it really got me, it got me so amped. Uh, of course, Dylan Playfair, better known as Riley and Letterkenny, so some people are probably wondering what happens to Jonesy. He's probably just sitting uh, sitting in that red car waiting for <laughs> his uh, buddy Riley to come back. He's like, you coming back, Riley? Uh, but man, it looks so good. I like the way that they're portraying uh, Lauren Graham's character as well. You know, it's that very wholesome Disney kind of vibe. But mm -hmm. it honestly just kind of feels like something that the world needs right now. It needs a show like Game Changers. And I, I really hope it delivers. Yeah, like a nice warm, nice warm blanket just to wrap yourself up in. Like, Absolutely, a like, nice cheesy blanket. Yeah, Weezer, Weezer were meant to be releasing an album which was like hardcore um, Iron Maiden kind of Van Halen metal and they were just like, I don't think the world really needs that kind of stuff right now. So they just brought out, they <laughs> completely scrapped it and brought out a, a nice little poppy um, fun times, good times, happiness album which is just like, sweet, yep, and chuck that on. I love that. Uh, one thing you notice from the trailer, like it's it's filmed so well. Like like TV shows these days are filmed just like a like a cinematic movie, and it looks incredible. I, I I've definitely seen some people online 
refer to it as a movie, not a not a TV show. Like they think it's coming out in cinemas. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if that's down to the marketing or whatever, or it's just kudos to the filmmakers as well. Like just the incredible job that they've done so far. What you see in the trailer, I think really kind of, um, it reflects back to those original movies. It, it feels like it captures that vibe and that essence really well. But being a series rather than a movie, uh, what do you think the kind of story arc of the season could be? I guess it'll be the kid gets... Uh, cut from the team and then is just um, wants to give up hockey and then his mum goes no you can't give up and gets him back into it and then ropes in in a, in a parallel way of getting his son her son back into hockey getting Gordon Bombay back into hockey and reigniting his love for the game and you know them rising up and putting together just like the original movie a, a team of misfits and um <laughs> You know, kids that um, come in uh, and beat the bad guys, which are now the Mighty Ducks, which is quite interesting. And the hockey looks pretty good. Like, it doesn't it doesn't look shit. So, I don't know. They <laughs> must have got some good, um, what, stunt players, I guess, to, yeah. to act it out. I guess you just go to Minnesota and get every single kid who can play hockey since they're about four years old. So, <laughs> Just get everyone from the University of Minnesota to uh, lace up. Ditch the Gophers jersey for a few hours and... Being the next Mighty Ducks TV show. Yeah, uh, it, does, be, it doesn't yeah. look like the hockey and um, MVP, most valuable primate. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's totally different. Uh, you know, Canada doesn't always bring out the best uh, hockey movies. And that's, that's definitely not one of them. That is not on the top tier <laughs> list, that's for sure. Uh, last year for me, though, like, I mean, when you talk about appointment viewing last year, it was The Last Dance. I mean, I just lived for every Monday when that came out. And now same with this, with uh, Marty Duck's Game Changers. It's like, for me, that's going to be appointment viewing. And in the day and age of streaming and, you know, on-demand entertainment, I feel like that's very rare. Yeah, I'm I'm now watching um, WandaVision at the moment, which is only coming out once a week, and it's it's quite nice to now have that anticipation of you watch an episode and then you've got that whole week to kind of wait to see what happens next. You know, like it was back when Lost was on the screen and Sopranos and all that kind of stuff. Watching those episodes week by week rather than just smashing out an entire season hungover on a Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not a huge binge watching guy, especially now that I have uh, a daughter. I don't really have the time to sit down and just devour um, TV for like three hours on the end. So having something like that to look forward to every week is, is uh, really good. So can't wait. Um, more hockey though, of course, being on Park Yeah, We recently streamed the second annual uh, Queenstown Cup which was it looked like a ton of fun. The Traveling Goons made their way down from, from Auckland. I uh, just want to thank everyone that did tune in for the live streams. Uh, one thing I'm really curious about, Joe, is and, and anyone else listening to the show, should more local tournaments like that be live streamed? What do you reckon? I mean, all I can say is why not? Um, <laughs> it, it helps you grow your sport if you can get put a product out for people to watch, not so it's just relying on people going and and making it to the rink or making it to the field or whatever just people are wanting to consume stuff so much more and more um give it to them basically yeah i mean it's it relies on the the outstanding work of volunteers and people who 
are doing it just for the love of the sport and without it it wouldn't happen and thanks to the great people in Queenstown that put that product together that we could we could stream um but it it, it kind of needs to happen for you to help grow the sport yeah absolutely I mean I agree with that uh I mean the numbers were pretty uh, pretty modest for uh, the Queenstown Cup with the live stream but I mean it's I think that's kind of to be expected but I it's a good start I mean you've got to start from somewhere and you know there's a huge gap between the NZHL and if the NZWHL ever streams games other than the uh the final or you know that weekend like it's just there's not enough we we don't see enough streaming of New Zealand ice hockey so uh really awesome that you know Colin uh, McIntosh and uh, everyone that was involved there, Queenstown Ice Arena, they sort of reached out to us and we're like, hey, we, we want to do this. Uh, kudos uh, to um, the film crew, Joe Murdy, for uh, putting it all together with the live stream and the filming. And of course, Dave Dubnik on the microphone, rocking it as he always <laughs> does. Huge effort there. Uh, you've actually got a bit of an interesting story, I believe, uh, that came out of that cup tournament. Yeah, so uh, we talked about it before, the Travelling Goons. Um, Cam... Punchy Greens, there we go. Here's his, that's his name check for this episode. Um, his uh, his group went down and I think they had one game on the Friday and then went out and got absolutely annihilated until <laughs> reports of 4.30 in the morning they were coming coming back to the accommodation. Had a game at 8. So they had three games on the Saturday and I think by 3 in the afternoon they were, it was like a mash unit back at the accommodation just bodies on beds and I think we picked up the stream from like Saturday night of their games and they didn't lose yeah. once the stream went on but uh, by that time they were well out of uh, contention due to the huge <laughs> amounts of booze and uh, and good times that they had on, on the Friday night. Classic, just put yourself on the back foot straight away. Big weekend ahead, get hammered and then um, you're fighting your way through the weekend after that but... <laughs> Classic uh, goon style, just get wasted and um, fight through it. Mate, I love that. Uh, I mean, if you can have a weekend in Queenstown playing hockey, I feel like that's the way to do it. It sounds like they represented the BHL well and the Auckland ice, ice hockey community well down there in Queenstown. So uh, that's really awesome to hear. Uh, I'm sure more tournaments would love to see the goons or um, you know other outside teams come in. So... I'd love to see more of it. Just, you know, the New Zealand uh, community kind of all getting together and, you know, not just being separated by our regions, but let's just all play some hockey. Love it. And uh, Dark Horse star of the weekend, apparently, according to Cam, was Reed Cole. Um, on and off the ice. Oh, well, I mean, I've heard about him on the ice. <laughs> uh, off the ice, I think we'll we'll say for now, but he is, he is big on Reed Cole. I'm def- definitely hearing things. Uh, perhaps you might see him in the NZHL this season, so that'll be exciting. Sounds like a, a guy who we really should be keeping tabs on, so we'll definitely be doing that. Um, but I think now it's time for our random non-hockey question of the week, but it does actually kind of relate to this week's guest, Liam Stewart. Uh, without being able to play too much hockey, he, he gravitated towards video games uh, and streaming them on Twitch. So the random non-hockey question of the week this week, Joe, is what three video games helped you get through 2020 the most? Uh, well, the start of 2020 was a bit of a shitter for me. I got shingles, which is really uh, not ideal. So I was kind of couch-bound and couldn't do anything uh, for about a month, uh, right in the 
peak of summer. So brutal. Yeah, but uh, right at that time, um, stumbled across the PlayStation Store and Resident Evil Two, the remake, was there, and I loved. I love Resident Evil games. Um, I love the Resident Evil world, zombie games in general. Uh, Resident Evil Two was a game that I played as a kid for about forty nine hours straight one time to try and win, uh, complete it <laughs> over a weekend. Um, and so to see that remake there was awesome. So and it's really well done. It brings back all the the feelings of the original game, um, but the graphics and everything are just amazing. So I started with that and then slipped into a like another highly anticipated um, game, which was The Last of Us Two. But that was in the kind of peak pandemic, the world's ending, everything's fucked kind of situation, and it was just too <laughs> grim. I couldn't, I couldn't go on. There was, there was a horrific death scene near the start that kind of shook me, and then wow. after that, it was just, oh, it was just too real. It was just too real with everything going on in the world. So I needed a bit of comic book help, relief, and so I went back to Spider-Man, the Spider-Man game, which is a couple, couple of years old, and just floated around New York City and flinged webs and flung around and just had a good time away from the grimness that was The Last of Us 2 and and the world <laughs> outside, really. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. I love that. Speaking of like the kind of, the, the kind of vibe with Last of Us 2, I uh, this isn't in my top, well, in my three, but uh, I started playing The Division 2 again. Yep. Uh, this is the one that is based in Washington, D.C., it is quite because uh, I've been. I don't know if you've been to DC before, but I, I went a few years ago uh, with Sarah on our way back from Toronto, and you know, kind of seeing the area. There's actually um, where the Washington Capitals play. That area is in the game, that Chinatown area. You go into the arena as well, mm. but I think it's set up like a, a basketball court uh, at the time. But uh, it just got too real. Uh, everything going on there in DC, but also the pandemic, and I mean everything there. It was just like I can't handle this anymore. So I went back to my Nintendo ways, and my biggest game of the year was uh, Animal Crossing: uh, New Horizons. It was just I love the idea of having this uh, this deserted island that you can move to and build up a new life. Um, and from basically the end of March uh, last year, that was that took up a lot of my time. I've racked up now probably close to 400 hours. I have friends that have racked up double that, which is insane. But I just like the idea that you could do whatever you want. You could chill, you could fish, you can, you know, design areas. I create like a basketball court and a soccer field and all this other things. Like, yeah, I, I just love it. Yeah. And I love that kind of creative freedom that a game like that has. You just do whatever you want. You know, there's no time limits or anything. It's, it's all based on um, real world time. So play it however you want, which is great. And then uh, to keep the competitive side of me going, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is always my jam. I play that a lot online with my wife, Sarah, a ton of fun. And then to keep the sports side of me going, I uh, wasn't getting much hockey, but I wasn't even playing much Chell aside from when I was streaming it. Um, uh, PGA Tour... 2K21, I loved a bit of golf. It was just really, it's another thing. It was a nice relaxing escape yep. uh, because there isn't like a, a lot of music. There isn't crowds or anything like that. It's just nature sounds and some beautiful golf courses. Just go out and shoot 18 holes and just kind of relax. I imagine that's yeah. a perfect one to kind of chuck a podcast on and just um, 
just play away. You don't need to really focus on zombies creeping up behind you and listen to that. You can just kind of relax and play golf. And get really annoyed that you um, ship <laughs> over the green and yeah, and then your your ball goes in the water. Totally relaxing. That didn't happen to me at all. Uh, but the reason why that is our random non-hockey question of the week is, of course, our special guest this week is Liam Stewart, a uh, bit of a gamer himself. Before we get into that interview, I, I would love to know, um, Joe, what do you think uh, Liam brought to the NZHL when he was down here? I mean, he brought, a, I guess, a little bit of star power um, coming down and being that WHL kind of player and alumni and playing in the, the Great Britain League. Um, but he was just, I think he brought and a little bit of professionalism, I think, down. But he, he brought a little bit of mainstream uh, media attention as well because, you know, the, the Herald or ZB or Women's Weekly or whatever thing was out there for the Remuera housewife, they were um, <laughs> they were like, oh, Rod Stewart's son. It wasn't Liam Stewart. It was Rod Stewart's son or Rachel Hunter's son. Mm. That was how he was addressed, yeah. which was pretty shit house. Um, I was playing ice hockey. Oh, ice hockey. I mean, even Hillary Barry came down and had a chat with him. Um, but it was cool to see him also chuck on the the New Zealand Ice Blacks jersey and play for play for New Zealand. That was really cool, and be a part of that um, New Zealand team. And I think he just he fit in really well and was didn't want to be anyone other than just another member of the team, which is a great um, personality trait of him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he brought so much, and I think he definitely brought um, a new level to the game, not just in his playing, but also you mentioned the professionalism, uh, the attention. I don't think the NHL kind of got that attention before. Um, I mean, outside of maybe a random news story, or maybe you know they might be a feature on Crowd Goes Wild or something, and. <laughs> You know, Chris Key pulls an ice block out of his pants. Um, yeah. But Chris is always doing horrific you know, things. I don't like. He's just he does, including doing our um, intro. So immature. Uh, he's so immature. <laughs> he's the best though, uh, and so so is Liam Stewart. Uh, guys, sit back, enjoy this interview because uh, we get through quite a lot. Um, you know, it's a hard time in the UK at the moment. They're not having a lot of. Not, not a lot of anything. Didn't really get a hockey season going on there with the Milton Keynes Lightning. Uh, but there's other things that you can do when you can't play hockey. So, yeah, this is how Liam's doing in the UK. All right, it's been a long time coming. He's been a, a very long time supporter of uh, Pakia Podcast as well. Uh, joining me all the way from London, UK, is Liam Stewart. I know things are obviously tough right now, buddy, but how you been doing? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, you're right. It is a long time coming. Shut up. But uh, things are good, man. I mean, as good as they can be. You're just trying to stay positive. We're in a full lockdown until I think like March. So another oh. month and a half here. Um, but, you know, things are good. Just working out, playing video games. Uh, <laughs> the lady's working, luckily, from home. So uh, she's bringing home the money right now. But. You know, other than that, things are good and, you know, just taking it as it comes. 
bringing home the money. And if you hear any laughs in the background, that is uh, your lovely lady, Bella, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so going in and out of lockdowns, as the UK has been doing basically for the last 12 months, have you managed to get any hockey in uh, with the Lightning? Uh, we So the first lockdown, not a lot was happening because we weren't considered elite uh, sportsmen, I guess, because um, hockey's not that big over here, obviously. Um, and then once the Premier League started up with no fans and they did all that, I think they started looking towards other sports. And then finally they granted us elite status, I guess you'd say. And uh, finally we started practicing again and we were like, well, fuck, we can only practice for so long and then mm. and not have anything to show for it. And then uh, the owners of Swindon Wildcats, my team, Milton Keynes, um, who else was it? Sheffield Steel Dogs. Yeah, I think it was us. And then put together like a little streaming series, no fans, all behind closed doors. So big ups to them. But after that, we went into another lockdown. Um, and you know, the COVID rates were rising and we just, we just figured, you know, there's no point in trying to make something out of nothing, but, uh, it was, it was good when we could play. Um, yeah. and, uh, it was a good series. I think we only won one game, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> what but, was that um because if you stream the whole thing and i mean you know at that point hockey fans in the uk would have been pretty starved for some action so was it just all hype and everyone was excited to have you guys back yeah it was because we were the only and to be fair hockey in the uk is huge but it's like a little percentage of us but that little percentage is massive on like twitter mainly just Twitter and like Facebook. But uh, we were the only hockey playing um, at that time in the UK. So it was pretty big for us. And we got all like, we got teams from around like England, uh, Scotland, uh, and like Ireland. We got all their fans to click into our game and all that. So it was pretty cool to see the support from everyone around, you know, the whole country. Um, and we wanted to make more out of it, but it just didn't seem very doable at the time. And yeah, just financially wise, I think it was just, you know, struggling. But um, hopefully we kind of come back in a couple months from now and maybe play again. But I don't know. And uh, speaking of, uh, you know, UK leagues like that, um, prior to, you know, the shitstorm that was 2020, um, so <laughs> you asked me, before yeah. we started, before we started this record, uh, Liam asked me if he was allowed to swear. Boom. There we go. We're, yep. we're even now. Um, more uh, imports were coming to the NZHL from those UK leagues. You know, you've been one of them. Yeah. Uh, you've had Ross Venus, Adam Goss, so many awesome players. What do you think attracts those guys and yourself to, you know, to come to this part of the world and play in New Zealand? Well, I mean, I think a main thing is, especially for the UK, like when you live in the UK, we, I kind of realize it now because I've never really lived here full time. Like I have been doing the past like year and a bit, mm. but UK people only go to Spain and back. They go to like Tenerife, Ibiza, and that's about it. Yeah. So when they hear of a chance to like, 
have the full on package of being able to like go to New Zealand, like you get stuff paid for, which is unreal and explore another side of the world. I think that's a big, like, Oh shit. Like never maybe get that chance again, especially with like COVID hitting like shit. I wish I took that chance earlier in my career, but like (laughs) guys like Ross Venus, he's a big travel kind of guy. And he, uh, I was actually meant to go with him to, uh, Christchurch, but I was like, you know what? I just wasn't right, I guess. And yeah. uh, oh, man, dude, Red Devils fans are going to be heartbroken here. <laughs> I know, I know, because we were talking about it for so long. And I was like, fuck, like, I want to go, like, because that's, that's home to me as well, like, just New Zealand in general. But um, I was like, yeah, I just don't think it's going to work out. And, uh, and then I got in, well, a year later. So I got injured, concussion problems, was out for a couple months. And then Mike McRae. I'm sure you guys know about him. Um, he messaged me. He was like, hey, you want to give hockey a go again? And I was like, oh, what a perfect opportunity to try and play some <laughs> games again, go back home for a bit, you know, travel, which I didn't even do because I just stayed in Queenstown because it was so much fun. But mm. um, the, he sold it pretty well. Uh, uh, when I woke up in the morning, I was looking over, what, how do you say it? Like Wakatipu? Just making sure Wakatipu. I say it right. Yeah, Wakatipu. Yeah, okay. Um, and you woke up and you just looked out on the balcony and you're looking over the lake and you're like, oh, shit. Like, mm. there's no way this is real. I was living with Alex Murray and every day he called it a glitch. He was like, oh, this is a glitch when you wake up every morning. Like, this is a joke. <laughs> and uh, I think it's just, you know, sometimes you just got to say yes and just go for it. But uh there's a lot of guys that have been asking me now, now after my first year playing in New Zealand, they're like, hey, does Queenstown have any room for guys to come over? And I was like, I don't know, because they're pretty set with their imports. I mean, I'm probably, I'm not an import, but um, they're like, I'm like, last for teams in like Auckland, Christchurch, Dunedin, because Dunedin was a fun night out, to be fair. Um, but they're all, everyone's, you know, chomping at the bit to, go and play some hockey in New Zealand and travel a little bit as well. All right. Well, uh, we'll get back to talking about um, New Zealand hockey uh, in a minute, but we both share uh, a common passion that I think's helped us get through last year a lot. And that is, of course, uh, gaming. Um, we talk about the disco crew. You're wearing the top right now. It's a name that could be used for so many things. Fashion label, your Twitch channel, fan club. Uh, but when you started streaming games on Twitch during the lockdown, like what drew you to that scene? I didn't realize how much I enjoy gaming until gaming came onto the scene. You know what I mean? Like gaming used yeah. to always be like, all right, you game and then you kind of keep it to yourself if you like, not, I guess you could say like study video games. But like <laughs> once everyone, once Twitch came out and like people started doing that more, everyone was gaming. I was like, you know what? I might as well. I love it. I love play, I play video games all day because it's all I can do. Um, and uh, sorry. And yeah, I was like, you know what? Fuck, I might as well just give this a shot. I tweeted it out because Twitter obviously over here is pretty big. And people were like, yeah, do it. Like, you know, go live, do this and that. And I'm sh- I'm terrible at video games this is the best part. But when you started your channel, I mean, when I came across it, you were playing Warzone, like basically everyone Every in the world. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, I mean, aside from Warzone, like what are some of the other games that you've enjoyed streaming? Uh, I mean, honestly, 
some of the most fun times we've had streaming was when Bella was playing Spyro. <laughs> so like we we did the whole like disco crew kind of game, and then I was playing Warzone, FIFA. I play some Chell, and that's about it because that's what people yeah. are obviously FIFA for the UK people, hockey yeah. for the that little percentage of um, you know hockey fam around here. And then Warzone was just the game I enjoyed because I just yeah. loved the trying to come first and everything, even though it wasn't high kill games. But uh, some of the most fun times we had was when Bella was playing. And we they they came up with it. The Disco Crew came up with Spyro Spooner because that's her last name, <laughs> and uh, that's what we and we started playing that. And that honestly that. That game, oh, it's so frustrating. Because yeah, it's so I, simple, isn't it? Yeah. It's like X X and triangle and just look around. But it's like that's all you have to touch. And it's like how the fuck am I supposed to do anything else? It's like I'm used to <laughs> used to using all my fingers on the controller, but you're only using your thumb and your left thumb. Your right thumb, mm. left thumb. Well, it's only two, but um but yeah, I think Spyro was one of the most fun times i've had kind of going back to that era as well just such a simple game and you're like yeah like you play like Mar- i wish i i want to if i get back into it i'm gonna stream like mario kart and like all those kind of games as well which is just like just fun games to be around yeah I guess you could like say. i had a lot of i had a lot of fun with uh, those kind of games yeah. and like i know what you mean like games these days are very like heavily complex um with their like game mechanics and their like controls and everything and then you jump back into something like spyro or mario or sonic and you're just like or like crash bandicoot yeah you're like was this game this hard when i was a kid like i just i can't remember because like on the (laughs) boss levels you'd be like oh dad or my dad couldn't do it but i who (laughs) would i ask for i don't even know who i'd ask for i would love to see rod stewart playing in the spyro (laughs) fuck i know i'd love to see him just hold a controller but um yeah like those games were the most like tony hawk was fun that was my favorite game growing up uh no not surprised there but uh we'll we'll get back to the hockey talk now because this is a hockey podcast but we do love a bit of gaming here on uh on puck yeah when you did come here i mean it's something that we probably haven't really seen before but you know you did get a little bit of uh media attention outside of Oh, let's say puck here, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, you had Women's Day, you had uh, yeah. TVNZ, you had Seven Sharp, you did a thing with Hillary Barry, who was like an icon herself. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. Like, yeah, like I've I've worked with her for years and uh, she's like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But for a hockey player to come play in the NZHL, it's just something we don't normally see. So when, when you were getting that media attention, like what were the Stampede guys making of that? Uh, well, like I'm used to it. I yeah. don't like, I was just from like, you know, who my mom and dad are like, I'm, I don't really care for it, you know, like I'll do it. Um, yeah. but that hit, what was it? Barry, Hillary, Hillary no. Barry. Yeah. Hillary Barry. Yeah. yeah. That, it was the funny, that was the best. That was cause she was on the ice, wasn't she? And there were guys shooting pucks at her, not shooting, passing pucks at her skates. Cause she, and it was the funniest thing, man. But they didn't they didn't heckle me like they did, as you do in all sports. It's like, oh, you've big shot over here, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> you know, it was just kinda like 
like, all right, he's on our team and let's just kind of have fun with it. And that's kind of what you need to do. You can't really give anyone shit for it, but they kind of joined in on the fun. She was interviewing me. They were shooting pucks at my skates. They were passing pucks at her. And then at <laughs> one point in the interview, I think she looked over and was like, can you stop doing that? Or something like that. And uh, <laughs> that was probably one of the funnier times because we were just all joking around. But all that other stuff, like I just enjoyed doing it because it grows the – I don't want to say just for me, but like it grows the game as well down in New yeah. Zealand. And uh, people in the UK find out about it. A lot more players found out about it. They were asking me, like, what's the season like? How's the hockey? Is it good to stay in shape? And I was like, it's all that. Like, it got me in shape for coming to the UK. And, mm-hmm. you know, I thank Queenstown for, you know, getting me in shape, even though there was a lot of boozy nights. And, uh, I mean, the score sheets showed it as well. I mean, you ended that year league MVP, finals MVP. You guys won the Virgil Cup team MVP. <laughs> I'm just listing them off, man. You got 33 points, and then you had whole Colin McIntosh actually outscored you with one he less did. game as well. He is an unreal player. You had him. Obviously, you got Captain Matt Schneider. Just an unreal team uh, amongst all of that. After that big season you had with the Stampede, um, obviously did well to get you back in the shape for the UK. Was that was that starting to get you any interest from the uh, Australian teams? Did any of them knock on your door? Uh to be fair, they've they were one of the first leagues that showed interest, like just throughout my playing years, uh, and there was there was like I think is it Canberra, yeah CBR the Brave. yeah C, the Brave yeah, yeah they were like all like would be interested coming playing at at the time you know like I would look back now I was like fuck like I wish I would have, but. Uh, at the time, it just wasn't right. I was coming out of junior and from Spokane, and I was like, "There's no point, really," because I was training every day. I was getting ready for going to play like in the ECHL and whatever. And uh, but after my first year in Queenstown, like, yeah, a couple teams came and asked me, but it's, I think I'd rather stay in New Zealand. I guess you could say because I had a, such a fun time and. Yeah, the overall league is it's a good league it's fun and uh good schedule as well like it's not too hectic and uh queenstown was just a good place to be which is fun harking back to that seven sharp piece uh there was one really funny bit where uh you, you had made you, yeah. you had made the uh new zealand team to play in the winter games yeah, and uh you revealed <laughs> you revealed in that interview that you hadn't actually told your mom yet Oh so, yeah, nah. Yeah. So, did you wait? I I have to know. Did you wait until she saw that on TV, or did you break the news to her as soon as you could? <laughs> I actually can't remember if I waited or not. <laughs> but I remember, like, I think it was like a week went by, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm on, like, I'm playing for New Zealand." And because I told her that, like, I don't want to, like, not not tryouts, but like, just kind of camp was going on i guess you could say like we were training in that i was like oh yeah i'm training with new zealand like this and that we play australia and like the winter games she was like oh cool like let me know how it goes and i just never let her know and then <laughs> i'm not i can't remember I, I wish i i wish i knew i wish i could go back and see the text but i probably didn't she probably heard it from someone else first because to me like i don't i don't think of it like 
it's me just doing like I guess you could say like my job, I guess, or just kind yeah, of doing, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. doing what you're supposed to do and like not thinking anything of it. And then it's like, Oh, we won. Then I'll tell her. And it's exciting. <laughs> but no, she was, she was super excited because obviously she's from New Zealand. Um, and she was happy to see the, the black and white fern as well. And she was, that's all she ever wanted to see. She was happy when I made GB, but I think for mm. her seeing the hometown, colors she was super excited about that that is really cool what about i mean that's that's awesome you know for your mom but then say for yourself what was that like for you putting the, that black jersey on for the first time uh, it was pretty cool man because i i never thought i'd have like a chance to i guess you could say like obviously playing for gb and obviously like the double ihf rules that you have to take certain time off and do this and that i was like oh it'd be cool to play for New Zealand, but that chance will never kind of come about well it's not it's not like a double hf sanctioned no. yeah, event, exactly. so yeah. it, it doesn't yeah so it doesn't you know abide by those rules so. so i wouldn't have screwed anybody over by pulling the jersey over anything but i was i was super excited and the boys were super nice as well like we had a good time just play like around the room and all that but you know we ended up playing well and uh it was a fun series to be fair yeah it was you could tell there was some heat there and uh, yeah. those are the best kind of games when you kind of, you know, there's a little fuck you, fuck me contest going out. And it's like, <laughs> all right, and we, you know, we came to play. And we lost, a, was it the second? Yeah, we lost the second game. But, or no, do we play three games? Uh, three games. I think from memory, New Zealand won the first two, lost the last one. Yeah, won the I first two. Yeah. That up. Lost the last one. And those those yeah. are always the worst to play in. Because you're like, we already won. Yeah. But we got to play a third game. So how do we take yeah. it? Do and, we just kind of like... And that's, that's when guys? the Australians really come out swinging, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we can't win, so we're going to try and injure guys. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, hey, I'm about to go back to the UK and play hockey. I'm not trying to get injured here. But, like, they were all good about it. And it was still fiery. We are all laying the body, this and that. And uh, it was fun, man. It was a good time. To yeah. win kind of two I, championships like that, I guess you could say. One for yeah. your team, one for your country, and that was fun. Uh, Disco, it's been a ton of fun having you on the podcast finally. Um, one day when you come back down to New Zealand, we'll get you in face-to-face in the studio, yeah. and we'll just have an awesome time. But uh, until now, man, I hope you and Bella and uh, you know all your friends and family and that, just stay safe. I know things are shit in the UK at the oh, moment, dude. but I just... Can only hope they get better. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So why doesn't he just come back to New Zealand? Come on, Liam. Just come back. Just come back. Go back to Queenstown. Start playing for the Stampede again. Or you could come play for the that new that new team, that new NZHL team maybe up here in Auckland. I'm sure the Herald, yeah, will, maybe. I'm sure the Herald will love that, being able to go to your games every week. Yeah, man, if that's the kind of thing that would happen if Liam came back uh, and to play in the NZHL, no matter where he was playing, uh, any of the six teams, um, it would be great to see more more attention. I, I would love to see the game grow more. I mean, even just outside of that, like it's great having guys like Liam bringing eyes to the league, but uh, the league needs to cash in on that mm, and really bring it mm. bring an awesome product for people to to see and really hook them in because i mean we've seen um you know uh, on the spinoff and stuff you know they've done articles about ice hockey now 
Uh, not just about Joel Rindelab either, just about <laughs> actually uh, getting hooked on on hockey because there was nothing else on at the time, um, which was amazing. So I think, you know, that interview with uh, Liam really highlights how fortunate, uh, especially New Zealand has been when it comes to just having sport in general, uh, having things to do, going to the pub, going to a game, anything. I mean... Yeah, I mean, the one thing, we talked about this before the start of the podcast. Um, so I I left my little bubble here uh, in in the like lower North Shore of Sydney for like the first time in forever the other day. And it was weird. Um, and mask wearing was only mandatory recently on trains. But you were telling me in New Zealand has basically been mandatory from the start. Yeah, as soon as, I mean, when we went to lockdown level two, I think we... Well, we went straight to four when we were in four. That was, I mean, you couldn't go anywhere except for essential services. Um, but then, and the master, you had to wear masks everywhere. And and since we came back out of that to level, when we went back into that lockdown again, ever since then, that's been mandatory on public transport. And you still even see people still wearing them in the supermarkets and all that kind of thing. But to, as a New Zealander and as a person who's been pretty been able to roam and go in anywhere wherever I want for such a long time now to know that you've only just been able to step out of your bubble is just it's crazy to think of because over here it's almost like coronavirus or COVID whatever is it's like it's gone it's not it's an afterthought <laughs> until someone yeah. has a you know a bit of flare up and but then by that time it, the the quick actions seem to kind of sort it out fast enough that we just continue on yeah, and I mean, uh, to be clear, like I could have left my bubble ages ago, but of course, with uh, my wife being pregnant and us now having uh, a three-month-old uh, three girl, I was going to say three-month-year-old, no, just three months, um, we're being really super safe and, you know, uh, basically only going out to the supermarket or anything like that, uh, always wearing a mask. So um, it, was, it was weird. It was almost like a, a, not a vacation, but it was like a treat. It was a treat to go on the on the train and go over the Harbour Bridge. Uh, it's so weird to say that. Like, um, I almost completely forgot what Sydney looked like. So that was nice. Um, but before we uh, end the show here, Joe, I know you've got some news. Uh, aside from me having a new addition to the family, you do as well. Yeah. Um, it's not a baby. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we wouldn't be that irresponsible. Um no, it's uh we got a we we got a cat. We made a very horrifically hungover decision to go and buy uh, uh, a rescue cat from the SPCA a couple of Sundays ago, and um, it's a little black cat with big yellow eyes, pretty cute. Um, and her, her name is Beauty, but I just call her Beauty. What a little beauty! Which I think is <laughs> it's fitting enough to say on this hockey podcast that I've yeah. I've got a cat named Beauty, um, and she is a beauty. So. That's my life now, getting up, cleaning up cat poo, cat pee, um, toys, getting my legs attacked while I walk around the couch. It's a good time. <laughs> Our lives feel very similar uh, in different ways. You have a little cat, I have a little baby. Uh, mine doesn't attack my ankles, but I'm sure that is going to happen at some point. It's on the way uh, with, with a little hockey stick. You'll just be slashing away at your ankles. I, I actually have on my Amazon wish list, I have gone through and looked at all the mini stick 
uh, sets to see what I could buy and what I could get sent over <laughs> from the States. So, um, but it seems like that's probably maybe in when she's like two or three, she's not quite there yet. She can't even, she can barely hold a rattle, but as soon as she can hold a hockey stick, I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> but uh, for now, guys, that's it for the podcast, Podcast 66. Thanks for listening uh, every week. If you don't already, subscribe to us on Spotify, at, uh, Apple Podcasts and as well. And we're also on YouTube. And of course, hit us up on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well, at PuckNZ. Always love to hear from you guys. You got any suggestions, any feedback, anything. We just love to hear from you. Uh, But for now, I'm Logan, that's Joe, and we'll see you next week. See ya.